Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen, um, quick, quick spoiler. If you have not seen uh, Dimension 20 uh, Dungeons and Drag Queens, there are some spoilers here. Monet, Monet is the reason for the spoiler. Also, this is literally called the one about Dungeons and Drag Queens. So if you came in here not expecting to get a, a spoiler, what is wrong with you? With that in mind, let's get things cracking. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Monet Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. On today's episode, we talk about our favorite middle school card games. We welcome Dungeon Master Brennan Lee Mulligan. And we find out what made Bob say this. If you tell another lie, I will make this game practically impossible for you. And we find out what made Brennan say this. Wait, can we die? And I go, ah, I should have explained. Yes, you can die. And we found out what made Monet say this. I don't think, I don't think I'm a nerd. I think I'm nerd adjacent. One, two, three. I wish they could see everything that happens before the clap slate because y'all, Bobby putting on for y'all so hard. He's so mean and rude. Anyway, hi. Bitch, I ain't never been mean to you, bitch. <laughs> now, be on your best goddamn head. We have we have company today. Uh, let's welcome to the podcast, uh, uh, for, all the way from uh, from Dropout TV, uh, Brittany Lee Morgan. You are sitting on your floor like you are a white woman on, on a novel. <laughs> With your Lego, just a white woman novel, like my life, my you mean, words. You mean like, like, the writer, like the writer on the back when it's like the author, like notes on the author, and she's like, <laughs> it's like my life, my love, my all. <laughs> well, it's because I'm in a hotel and I use a table, but the desk is in the dark, but the table is by the light, but the table is a coffee table. So if I sit on the couch, I, so I'm on the floor. That looks like a very you nice hotel. It. I said, oh, she got fucking money. Okay, we need to get started. Welcome to that podcast, Brennan Lee Mulligan. <laughs> Hello, one and all. We have Brennan Lee Mulligan. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to do that. <laughs> 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 
wow that's what it's like being on that end oh my god that's Drag her sibling rivalry listeners listen y'all are in for a treat because we have brennan lee mulligan in the house from dimension 20 Thank you so, so much. Before we get cracking, we need to say up front that um, Dimension 20 um, in Dungeons and Drag Queens is unstruck work. We are not scabbing. Check your local union rules to verify that. Yes. But um, uh, this is uh, Dungeon 20, Dimension 20 specifically, our, especially our episode Dungeons and Drag, Dungeons and Drag Queens of is, is, uh, is A-OK. We are all three union strong and support our union. Well, well, Hell yeah. Brennan and I are. We don't know what Bob is doing. Bob is Gavin, but <laughs> Brennan and I are not. First of all, his name is Brennan, not Brandon. I said Brennan. We, we, we'll play the footage back. We'll play the footage back. <laughs> Look, yeah, everybody on mute. <laughs> Brennan, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing uh, phenomenal. Uh, yet yeah, very excited. We just got the the news a couple like about a week or two ago. A clean bill of health from Screen Actors Guild and from labor lawyers and, you know, uh, passed with flying colors. Uh, uh, we, we we actually may have even been over eager in shutting down production. Anyway, we actually our our contract has always been good to go. Oh, but we just right. have so much solidarity that I think we assumed we were. We just assumed we're going dark, and then two or three weeks later, SAG was like, "You guys know that you're good to go. We love you. You're 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 free so to funny. free to make stuff." And we went, "Ah, okay." Very eager to be sipping in solidarity. Sipping on that solidarity. <laughs> well, you know, exactly. so because so, like because this this happened about um around episode three of ours, I believe. So we yeah, uh, like the four of us were like uh, the four of us, meaning Bob, Juju, be a laugh and myself. We we're like, I guess we shouldn't post this because all of us are sag, and now we could have yeah. been talking about our shit the whole time. It's very upsetting the whole time. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, in terms of promotion, oh my god, the. The side quest was, I just, the outpouring of love, of fan art, of the, the, all of the people talking about, I mean, I, I knew when we recorded it that Dungeons and Drag Queens was very, very special. Uh, and for your listeners, as, as that I'm sure know, but, uh, Bob and Monet came onto Dimension 20, which is, you know, uh, dropout slash college humor's actual play. Uh, where we get amazing, funny, talented performers. We play Dungeons and Dragons. We build custom miniatures. We have awesome art, and then we put it up as a show on Dropout.tv. And it's really, it's it was it was such a joy. Our adventure, Dungeons and Drag Queens. I was blown away by it, and then okay. so, so were the fans. So it was awesome. Yeah. So I mean, Dropout is such a cool uh, platform. I, so I uh, was first on Dropout when I did uh, Game Changer, which uh, is constantly on my TikTok, um, and then I did. Uh, so Game Changer is a, was a really really fun game. My episode we were trying to we were trying to make someone cry. The the, the goal was to this, this couple interesting this, this couple trying to make <laughs> well because of my because of how often I make you cry it was they were like well Bob will be perfect yeah this. that's true yeah um, it's actually really it was a little too easy actually um, <laughs> and it no one it was so fun the, the studio is great everyone over there is just so so friendly mm-hmm. um, but I want to talk specifically about uh, this episode and how it came about because i i i mean i'm not in the world of D. um well now i am yeah girl <laughs> there you go but beforehand you know i had actually never done a they're called campaigns yeah mm-hmm. 
Yes. I had never done a campaign once, even in middle school. You know, I was I was I was I was Yu-Gi-Oh strong. Um, <laughs> when, when when all the nerds were gathering around their little their little cliques, their West Side Story style Pokemon, game, like, Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon. Pokemon. Did Digimon ever have a card? No, it was only TV. They had they had uh, figurines, right? For sure, they might have had cards, but I know they had figurines for sure because because I was Digimon and Yu Gi Oh. Now, when you were a kid and you were hanging on these groups, there's the Magic the Gathering kids, okay? Mm-hmm. There's there's the D and D kids, there's the Pokemon kids, the Yu Gi Oh kids, the Digimon kids. What table were you sitting at? I was with the Yu Gi Oh kids, and the but the Pokemon kids were were strong. I, I mean, was these, a Pokemon kid. These motherfuckers. I was a Pokemon. There was a lot of them. They were they were aggressive. They were they were mean. I will say this. I so I, I started trading Pokemon cards in middle school, and one of like the first four or five packets I, I bought, I I'm not kidding. I got a holographic Charizard card. Right what? back then, I did not know its value. I swear, I traded it for something so stupid, like a fucking Bulbasaur or some shit. I and again, I, and again, I you know, I was a middle school kid. I was always book smart, not street smart. So I was like, I'll trade you my holographic Charizard for your. Bulbasaur. And they're like, okay. And then, you know, years later, I realized what a stupid fucking decision that was. Somebody said, watch this. Get this fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> no, man, we noticed that card is shining. Ew, gross. We hate that. <laughs> we'll take that off your hands. I'll give you the, I'll give you the wrapper my packet came in. <laughs> Brennan, who are you? What, 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 what did you... I started Magic the Gathering. So I got introduced to Magic the Gathering uh, San Diego Comic-Con 1996. Uh, my, my mom, Elaine Lee was a comic book writer. And so was going oh, wow. to work at comic conventions and there was a guy selling, there was a dude who, who had opened like a thousand packs of magic, the gathering cards, stripped all the uncommons and rares and just had a giant box of commons and was selling them for like $10. So I got this huge box commons of cards are... I started playing. Commons are the most, the, the least monetarily valuable cards. So the rares and uncommons are your your blue eyes white dragons, they're your holographic charizards. He had stripped all of those and left a bunch of like swamps and grizzly bears. <laughs> and you're it. like, yeah, <laughs> had all those cards and I played for many I played for many years until you get to that age where you can start to like you're old enough to start taking things a little too seriously. Mm-hmm. And I oh, had yeah. some friends who were like, I was like, oh, I made a I made a new magic deck. And friends were like, I went to the store this weekend and I bought card by card all of the best cards as singles from behind the counter. And I've made an unbeatable, basically my friends with money just won. And then I went, ah, well, <laughs> my time in this hobby has come to an end. <laughs> That's so funny. They're like, so you'll never beat me. We are in a different uh, tax bracket. <laughs> I, I should look yeah. up. Jacob, can, Jacob, can you look up what the value of a holographic Charizard card is? I'm very curious. Can you just look it up? Well, I, well, there was well, so um, there's a there's a YouTuber named Logan Paul, small time guy, but he has been chasing down holographic Charizards. And let's just say, if someone wanted to do what they did with uh, Magic: The Gathering with Pokemon cards, it would be a lot more expensive. I think he paid like. I, I don't want to guess, but it is an ungodly amount. It is more than a house to buy a holographic Charizard card. If you truly had a holographic Charizard card, I did. It, I did. It, it literally cost more than a house. I realized so like, a very like, nice house. Maybe the like important that next year, I realized, like you know, because you know, I, I was still into into Pokemon, but you know, by like, in middle school, you kind of. 
a lot of things were, were changing for me. You know, my, my voice is getting deeper. I was trying to like hook up with other guys. So like I had more interests that were percolating. And then like a year, I, I remember we were like, oh, this is really expensive. I was like, oh shit. And then now I'm wondering what it was. Anyway, so um, so Dimension 20. So Wait, Jacob has the answer. Jacob has the answer. Oh. So here's the distinction. There's there there are two types. There's a you there's a first edition holographic Charizard. That's mm. gonna be the expensive one. That's worth um, I think one the one that Bob is talking about went for four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I don't think mine was. Um, I don't remember actually. I don't. I don't think. But so. like a regular holographic Charizard is probably gonna go for like three hundred to five hundred. Oh wait, thousand or dollars? Dollars. Bitcoin. So like, three hundred. Really, the first edition is really the the main distinction. Got it. So Brandon, so how did like how so how did y'all decide that y'all wanted to have queens for this? Like, where did that idea come from? Uh, the idea started to. Uh, bubble up from a number of different corners actually so number one everyone at dropout is a huge drag race fan everybody at dropout enormous fans of both of yours enormous fans of alaska and jujubee i gotta tell you there are co-workers so the show's been doing well for a minute but there are co-workers of mine that i don't i think got professional respect for me as a dungeon master when they found out i would be working with you <laughs> like so people in slack being like brennan the show's doing well and i was like we both work here like you know that that's true but they were like but bob and monet are coming out and it's like yeah so it's it's, it's a it was a huge deal uh you know we the um i remember telling my wonderful uh wife izzy i was like i think this is gonna happen i think we're in talks and it's looking good and i think these are the queens we're gonna be working with and she was fully like i need a moment to just process that this is happening it was very it was very that's like, so cute uh, Sam Reich, our CEO, huge drag race fan. Uh, Paul Robolino, who's one of our heads of development, uh, enormous drag race fan. And then there were a couple of people, I believe, at PEG that were big Dimension 20 fans as well. And so this conversation got kicked Got it. Um, there was just a sort of mutual like, oh, the, we're people that are working behind the scenes that are in orbit of each other. And the second that it seemed like, hey, there's some mutual interest here, um, we reached out right away and it was a slam dunk for me as well, because I think that just like having watched both of you perform, uh, uh, having gone to both like live shows in person and Bob actually has some connections to like my old friends in the New York comedy scene from like, like uh, Josh Sharp. I found that out. Yes. Wild. Yeah. Uh, so like knowing the, the, like I had no doubts in my mind that we would produce a great season of the show because you know, like, there's an interesting thing people were like, were like, oh, this is so wild, like drag queens playing D&D. &D. And in my head, I, I think I was always like, I think there's going to be a lot of synchronicity. And like, this is the, the, a lot of things are running parallel. Here. Yeah. Like big performance energy, embracing things that are epic and larger than life and camp and fun and dramatic. Like all of these things are are kind of part and parcel of the same energy of like storytelling and performance and drama. And then when it all started to, started to come together, it was like, okay, we can get these four performers for these days. Like, you know, what's the, you know, and then the creative sort of happened around, like once we knew we'd be working with you, that's when the creative started. So it was really about the opportunity to work with you 
and then the season kind of took shape around that. So, you know, I didn't realize how <clears throat> well connected and deep in the world of improv and comedy, uh, extemporaneous humor, uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan is. I just knew Brennan as a producer at Dropout when I when I did Game Changer. I was like, oh, <laughs> he's one of the producers over at, over at Dropout. Um, and then, of course, you know, I, I I'm a comedian from New York City. So a lot of my friends are from that scene as well. And I used to go, years ago, I used to go see this play called Identical Fucking Twins, the musical. And they used to do the chat back at my show, which is how I got in, which I, how I got involved with Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson. And then, of course, uh, Nicole Byer used to come to my uh, shows all the time as well. And I would go support her. Um, and I didn't realize that you DM'd for Nicole years ago, apparently. Yes. N- N- Nicole was, because I was like, Nicole, you got to play. Because I told her, I was like, I want to do a live campaign and and then she was like yeah i did one years ago with brendan mulligan you know <laughs> i did one years ago with brendan lee mulligan um and and then i was like well apparently we can't go back because we didn't know that we had the world's best dm we didn't realize this i mean i because we have the beyonce literally of Dragons. literally we- brendan says everybody go mute and all the nerds go Girl. mute Girl, like it was just so like to see people's like response. Like, oh my god, you guys got Brennan as your DM, and like, and 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 honestly, it's like, how can I ever go? Like, we, I cannot play D and D again if it's not gonna be Brennan being the D, the dungeon master. I wish I could have given you the reverence you deserved at the time, yeah. but I didn't. Know, I did. I didn't know. I couldn't see. <laughs> young that I couldn't see. Um, and so I went on a cruise right after, right after we, and there was this, this, uh, this guy there. He was like this, like, this, like, it was, so it was was a cruise, but it was kind of a daddy cruise. So it was like an older crowd. Mm -hmm. There's one, um, young guy who was getting all the dingling, all the ass on this cruise. He was just like, he was cleaning up this guy. Stop telling everybody my business. (laughs) (laughs) I said young. Anyway, um, (laughs) And as we're all hanging out, and and then he was he was he was he was, he was nerdy, right? And in the midst of uh, somehow he mentioned that he that he's really big into Dungeons and Dragons, and I just said, oh, I just played Dungeons and Dragons for the first time ever. And he was like, you gotta have a good dungeon master, you gotta have it. And I was like, yeah, um, I have this really cool guy, um, named uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan, and he and I mean, the ship stopped moving, <laughs> the, the Earth stopped r- r- rotating, birds started falling uh, from the sky. Yeah, yeah, birds landed. Ah! <laughs> Whales were floating in the water. I started floating two feet off the ground, light emanated from my body. Um, I turned into dark, dark Phoenix on the spot. He was like, "There's no way." And he was like, "You're lying." I was like, "Why would I? Why would I lie?" He goes, "You're lying. You're making that up." And I was like, "I have his phone number, bitch." <laughs> if you weren't in the water, I call him right now. <laughs> I can't believe it's so I can't I, first of all that is so unbelievably I'm like uh, I'm, I'm red red as a tomato right now it's very that's very <laughs> flattering but the, but also so funny for this dude to be like to you're to, to you're so famous and for him to be like it's impossible for you to have met <laughs> internet dungeon master Brennan Lee Mo- like I don't know that seems pretty plausible okay, Brennan, right? so famous I mean he's fine he dog's doing fine <laughs> Brennan was talking to me not you that's he why you're talking, you. talking to me so how did you how did you get into the, like like when when did your rise as the dungeon master power when did this like yeah like, how did this happen 
Well, I mean, you got to believe that I'm like as stunned and bewildered. I wake up every day and, you know, go to work in this job and just have a weird gnawing sensation of like, I'm getting away with something. This is this is too much fun and too (laughs) cool. And listen, there's a lot of hard work involved with it. But my God, it's a it's such a gift to be able to do it. And, you know, I, I think I could speak for like myself and Sam and everybody that works at Dropout where, you know, it's only due to people's support of the platform and of the shows that we get to like wake up and go to work at this place and like you you know the like everyone on set it's like a gift to go to work with each and every one of them like we're so proud of the crew that we we have there and the cast that we get to work with and the how it started essentially was like when i was 10 years old uh I got we're going back. We're going back, back. <laughs> so I've been playing D and D since I was ten, right? Mm. I I started running games when I was ten years old. Like running them, DMing running, them at ten, DMing them at ten years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when he was thrown out of the uh, the rich people's house? He was shunned. <laughs> shame, for his shame, shame. <laughs> shunned for being poor. Yeah. But you know, Brendan, let, let's uh, continue this story after this break. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was boring. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting. 
telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started now, back... I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Small's food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But... You have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. All right, um, and we are back with Brennan Lee Mull again. <laughs> oh, I love that. Brennan's like, never heard that one. Uh, you, you, were t- you were 10 years old running running, um, running campaigns. Running campaigns. I, I, ran, I ran a campaign from the age of like, 11 to 17 that actually like got all the way to 20th level finished what does that mean what does that mean yeah. so 20th level like, what level were we at you were if, if you, you were all you who watched Dungeons drag queen what level were we at and what level how does that compare you were all fifth level which is a, which is a great sweet spot for you have you start to get your juiciest most fun abilities like extra attack and counter spell and things like that and walk on water uh, Walk on water, huge, absolutely huge. Fucking walk on water. <laughs> I love that so much. It's so good. But honestly, if, if, what would have happened? You know, if you'd walked across that river, we never would have met that big undead whale. We never would have had that giant fight. So, you know, all things happen exactly as they And it was Monet being like, oh, I just realized. I was like, this bitch. And you know, the shady thing is, Brennan knew the whole time. Brennan knew what she fucking had. Brennan fucking knew. That's what, that was the moment where I realized, I was, we'll get into it later, but the moment where I realized, we're fucking fighting you. <laughs> we're fighting. That moment of dawning comprehension uh, where you've put together, where I, you looked, I remember you looking across the table at me and being like, wait a minute. When, if you're everybody who's not us, that means you're all of our enemies. And I, it was, it was this, I don't know, it was, I was so, this is weird to say, I was so proud in that moment of you like looking and being like, I need to fucking kill you. And me being like, yes, yes, you must destroy me. This is what we have come here to do. If, if, um, if we saw that moment in the movie where like, like all the other characters are doing something and Bob is like the one of the main ones and like we like you can hear all of us arguing behind him, but the music is just cinematic. He's like, wait, wait a minute. It's, 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 it's Brennan. We, we got to get with guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 The Incredibles too. When they, re- I mean, spoiler alert. It's been years. Spoiler alert. When they realize that that woman is the villain, yeah, it's not the villain. Yeah, 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 that's what it is. They realize it's yeah. been you the whole time. Okay, right, sorry, Brandon. He wants to get right. No, no, no. And basically, long story short, I I've been DMing since I was a kid. I worked as the head writer for a live action role playing summer camp in upstate New York. I was doing a lot of like nerdy game design, story creation, interactive storytelling stuff. And then, you know, I went to college for screenwriting in, in, in New York 
got out and spent a couple of years as a bartender and was sort of like, <laughs> I, I don't know anyone. Career's not going so good. <laughs> um, and I started taking classes at UCB and pursuing comedy mostly as a way, like mostly as a way just to meet other people. Cause I was in that, you know, in the place that a lot of people I think get to in their like early mid twenties, like, like out of college where you're just like, Oh, I kind of, I've like lost whatever like network I had in college. I'm a little bit adrift. I got to like, you know, dig deep and find some way to connect with other people that are doing the kind of things I'm interested in. So that's what brought me to UCB. And it's this insane thing where when I first started doing improv there and doing comedy, I used to joke when I was on my first Herald team at UCB being like, UC listen, you're all doing it. For those of you Upright Citizens Brigade, yeah. yeah, which is where I met Josh Sharp. By the way, I just saw the trailer for uh, Dick's the Musical, which is the yeah. adaptation of a fucking identical twins. Uh, Josh Sharp is like the sweetest, funniest dude in the world. Um, and uh, drag Aaron Jackson. <laughs> well, Aaron, well, Aaron also lovely, but I was not on a Brandon. Do not feed into Bob's nonsense, do not feed into Bob's Brandon Mulligan and Aaron Jackson are in a vicious, vicious internet fight. You know, Aaron knows what Aaron knows what he did ultimately. Um, uh, uh, Aaron's Aaron's longtime partner at the time did work at my favorite restaurant, so I have so I have good things to say about Aaron and Gestalt. The people people that Aaron surrounds himself with, but you know what? You know, I'm gonna fucking get that guy. Um, I'm a fucking get him, okay? Uh, but the so like I came to comedy and like joked with my Herald team. You guys are doing improv. I'm just LARPing up here. I'm still doing my D and D bullshit. This is always what I'm going to be doing. But it was this funny thing where I was like, L- LARPing is live action role play. I learned that from um, mm-hmm. from our good friend Kaleo. Yes, no, Kaleo, Kaleo taught me that. Oh, okay. uh, uh, I it's which is basically just like D and D, but you're dressed up and doing it IRL. Right? Yeah. Um. um so basically, I made this really brilliant decision. I was like, you can't make a career out of D&D. Let's pursue something lucrative like improv. And uh, <laughs> so that was my brilliant decision that I made. Um, so funny. And then I pursued that and, and you know, was like teaching improv and kind of getting by. I was, I was very I was I had a wonderful life, but I was like kind of scraping and not finding the place that would be like a full-time entertainment thing. And then I got hired at college humor. And the moment I got there, I was like, finally a place where I can do comedy. And you know, the company was like, we need you to play D and D. And I was like, what I did. I went all out of my way. I did all these years of comedy to get to the comedy job. And side you just, quest. Side, just a quest. side quest. Yes. <laughs> yes perfect. Honestly. Yes. It was, it was all just a life side quest. Is, life is one big D and D campaign. Yes. It is, honestly. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about the challenges that you had with us. Now, do you have, uh, specifically? Now, I mean, you, <laughs> Julia Beatrice. Edge. So Monet, Alaska, and GGB had all played like once over 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I had never played in my life. So you basically had four people who had literally never played ever. The, the, uh, the college dropout, I mean, uh, the, the dropout team is really, really fierce in um how the the amount of work we didn't just show up that day yeah we we uh i mean we were i mean when i say we were walked through this by by our hands i mean literally yeah. guiding us force feeding the food into our mouths uh teaching us and jujube just to, threw it all to... up jujube did not digest anything <laughs> she just threw up everything she was told 
So there were moments when we got there and I was like, by the way, obviously me and Monet love GGB. We're all just being silly here. But yeah. there were moments where I was like, GGB, this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys. I mean, I don't want to give you too much spoiler alerts, but you have to watch it because GGB had this power called um, not uh, conceal. What was it? Invisibility well, or no? Pass without trace. Pass without trace, <laughs> which she thought meant she could disguise herself as anything in the world. Um, so we we be faced with this big issue, and then like you know, a lot of D and D just like it's like it's like a it's like playing Zelda. It's like you got to just Zelda is just a bunch of puzzles to figure out how to fight this final guy. Play you got to make a bunch of you know fix a bunch of puzzles. And um, GGB's answer would be like, "I've disguised myself as your earring. I'm in." It was like, what do you do when you get someone in the campaign who's just like, I just, well, I just uh, wiggle my fingers and everyone explodes. Listen, I know, I, I, I hope this, I hope I'm providing content for for you both that is worthwhile right now because this is just going to be more relentless positivity. I'm afraid to say it was fucking perfect. It's perfect. Here's here's it was. You're right. No, BB. I mean, GGB she was, was great to watch. It was all, great to watch. Yeah. All of you, like everyone, like like. Alaska with this enormous tutu wearing half orc and like the character <laughs> voice and face. Juju Her voice was so good. Juju B just like swinging for the fences. <laughs> like Troyan, that the first scene, even like the first scene with Troyan, like like Monet, your character voice just like so grounded right away. And I all four of them, even when it kept changing. <laughs> First of all, Gertrude. Anyway, continue, Brennan. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm uh, gonna go to and and the degree to which Gertrude was like immediately putting up the like red yarn conspiracy board <laughs> of like what the fuck was going on in the underworld. It was everyone was so engaged right away. Like here's the actual like all of the chaos in the world. Like when I get curveballs, you gotta believe me when I say a curveball, even if it makes me have to bend over backwards to hit it. Is Ooh. such a welcome. <laughs> mm, uh, uh, is such a welcome. It, it because what that means is a person is engaged. The mm-hmm. only nightmare scenario for a dungeon master is if the person doesn't care. So mm-hmm. no matter how crazy or unhinged or wild the swing or and also like all that stuff like you know Juju B's like misunderstanding and ability. <laughs> you know of like what it does but ultimately like did it slow us down did it fuck up my plans no like it's like like chaos never fucks up plans apathy fucks up plans not engaging right so every person at that table was so invested and i got it's my favorite moment to watch people that are discovering the game i think there's a moment where i think bob where you say it where someone says a little joke oh it's the mark ronson thing monet is so funny like like juju b goes like which mark mark so so and so and you go mark ronson and then i have dead mark ronson of spoilers from the first episode everyone can go check it out but there's dead mark ronson and bob goes so anything we say if we say it like in character it becomes canon Watching those realizations of people like falling into the magic of the game. Oh, 
That's the best. Okay. And no also, spoilers. Okay, this is, Ron- there, there are oh. there are there are some spoilers, but I think the the um my favorite part of the Jujube madness was in the sh- the shop the shop fight. Yeah. So you got the the fight between um between Gertrude or not a fight, but the disagreement and it ended up being a fight between Gertrude and. Uh, the, the the guy who runs the bazaar, this jackal-headed... Oh, Nyra, uh, yeah, the, the, Nyra, Nyra. the demon. Yeah. The demon who runs the bazaar. And we we just, it was it was my idea to go in and fight this guy and trick him. It was and it backfired severely. Crazy. Um, but in the in the moment where he where and Brennan Brennan, you were so gracious. You really you were like I'm you were like I'm not I'm not hiding anything. If you lie to me again. You basically out of character said, if you lie again, I will make this game very hard for you. <laughs> basically, in character, Brennan was like, if you tell another lie, I will make this game practically impossible for you. And then Juju B immediately lies. She goes, I never lied. We were like, bitch. <laughs> that that's the that's the most fun part is like because there's this weird so like there's a little there's little paradoxes in D&D that make it a game you keep wanting to come back to over you know I've been playing it for like 25 years and I still want to come back as often as I can one of the paradoxes is it's a world of limitless imagination where mm-hmm. anything is possible and it's got hard and fast consequences for fucking yeah. up. And that thing of like boundless imagination, but fuck around and find out is this, it's just intoxicating. And there's that moment where, you know, Juju B, yeah, it says that thing of like, I've never told a lie. And then this demon has to get very, very serious. But, and again, people got to go watch the series because it's it's beautiful. And I think that the way in which you, so here's a, here's the thing that I will say. I've played and watch Adventure Party too. It's really, really yeah. fun because you get to see me, Alaska, Mona, and Juju B basically completely out of character. Just talk about what Your the fuck just happened. Yeah. The great, yeah, great, these great talkback episodes. And I will say the way in which you guys as your questing queens, as your as your adventuring party, actually go back and deal with the ramifications of that shop at the Midnight Bazaar. I've played a lot of DD. I have never seen some people like that new to the game do something that like profound, like emotionally resonant and really take a big risk and have it pay off in such a huge way. It was such a, it was such a great moment of character growth. The fact that everyone, you know, like we had four episodes and everyone's character arc, like boom, 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 boom. By the end of four episodes, it was just, it was unreal. Like, it was all of you were just like zero to 60. You know, like you start the first episode and you're like, okay, what die do I roll to do this? And like 40 minutes later, everyone is fucking Meryl Streep, Oscar winning scenes, deep in the character, hitting the adventure. It was, uh, it was unreal. It was like such a gift to be at that. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
So was was there anything like anything that you had planned that we didn't get to do because because of how we were played the game, we kind of went too far off track? Was there anything yeah, like that? Any characters that we didn't get to see? Um uh I think look jumping back over my notes, and this is a funny thing too with Dimension 20, because we shot this in January. Yeah. Right? And we're recording this like mid-August. Yeah. Is uh off the top of my head, I think that there were a couple of other locations you could have explored mm. in the town by the riverside, the one that had the midnight bazaar in it. Like there was the archives that you could have gone to to gotten some like lore information. There yeah. were a couple other things like that. There were, and I think you can remember like, oh, there were like a couple other named places. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, right, I think you all found everything. Like there were no NPCs you didn't encounter. Oh, Basically, okay. there were like a couple of magical resources that you could have gotten that you didn't get, but you ended up taking care of business. So, you know, yeah, a couple yeah, things did. like that. You didn't yeah, end up needing those extra little treasures and things like that. Um, well, you all, you all really let us... Um... I mean, obviously, you, you let us, you know, have a lot of fun and and go really, you know, you 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 didn't put too many restraints on us. You you let us, you didn't let us fuck around and get in our, get ourselves into some, into some pretty <laughs> sticky situations, um, which is, I think, I don't know, part of the which was a big part of the draw. I think what made it so much fun for for me was that everyone we were so involved, and I was lucky enough to sit next to Juju B, who was who was uh, really I mean she would get deeply emotional into the game, which made me deeply emotional oh into God. the game. Like like y'all, we were like we were in here crying, crying. We, were, we were in here laughing. I mean like getting I mean sweating with anxiety at the end of the story when we have that like moment you know that with the cat tree and everything and Juju B is like crying. It was. Like the energy and the tension in a room of all those decisions, like, like y'all, like that's not something that we were like putting on for the camera. Like, it was like real feelings and real emotion that we were. Because, I mean, in those four episodes, those two days we filmed this thing, we got so invested in these characters and their lives and like what they were experiencing. It was, it was, it was so crazy. Like it was like this, like this, like spiritual <laughs> experience. It was kind of wild. Well, you guys took a big risk with that because y'all made a cat tree uh, figurine. Yeah, yeah. What if what if she never summoned cat tree again? Y'all would have just like had this so, thing. So this is how good. And by the way, I want you to know, Bob, the thing you said at the table of the devil works hard, but D20 works harder. That's now like <laughs> printed up in the art shop. At, like we love that so, so, so much. So like they built that after juju b established that summon yeah so she made it up on set she made it up day one literally we're recording in the dome uh juju b says that rick perry our amazing creative producer production designer the maestro himself hears that and he just leans over to either like raven bartlett who's one of our lead model makers or, or casey or anyone else and just goes like hey let's get started on fabricating that that summon That's like wild and it just starts it just goes it, you know and and everybody there who who, who were our amazing editors uh, I got to shout out Tyler Schulke, who's, our, who's the lead editor on this one, who just did an incredible, incredible job. Carlos Luna, our head of series production. But like the the building that stuff, and again, like like the emotional place that everybody got to, I I have to tell you, like the the credit for that is fully on all of you as performers because you're seated at a table you got these little plastic dice you've got like a sheet basically like an Excel spreadsheet in front of you full of numbers. That's not like the things you would imagine gets you to this deep, emotionally profound yeah. place. So it's really about 
giving yourself the vulnerability and the grace to let go and truly get lost in this world. And when you do that, and I can point to like, if, if I was going to be like the, you know, like get a whiteboard in front of me and point out all the amazing decisions that got you there. I think the smartest thing that the cast did as performers that you, both of you and Alaska and Jujubee did as performers was deeply tie your characters to the stakes of the world. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Troy Ann, the, it was such a gift, Monet, when you made Troyan and said, she's been to the underworld before. She comes here, she's an assassin, she hunts people down and gives their souls as this tribute to the goddess of the underworld. What a gift, because then I have a character that I can always go, yeah, you know this, you've been here before. Mm -hmm. Like you have state, you're tied to the world, you have stakes. And for Gertrude, having this intense cosmic tie to the world like this curse that you know no spoilers you get into at the end of the thing but it's this really profound personal connection that basically ties Gertrude's whole long immortal life deeply into the central narrative so like when the adventure is both cosmic and personal that's when you get to those deep emotional places right yeah. what's happening to the universe is a reflection of what's happening to you as an individual and man that was every single person just took such huge risks and allowed themselves to be vulnerable to just let go it was unbelievable yeah it was really bad. Um, so i mean so i don't know how, so i was i came home and and uh my my boyfriend knows a little bit about dungeons and dragons and i was asking like I mean, not that I'm worried about the company Dungeons and Dragons; they're probably doing fine. But how do these companies make money? Because you don't actually have to buy anything from Dungeons and Dragons to play Dungeons and Dragons, which seem which seems like a like the a company like like Dungeons and Dragons is a company, right? Oh, got it, so, got it, got it, got it. I see what you're saying. So Dungeons and Dragons is a game that is published by Wizards of the Coast. That is a a games company, and they do have their core rule book. So they do have like the player's handbook and the monster mm. manual, the dungeon master's guide. So these rules do exist. And so they they make money as a games publisher. But I will say, like like as you're pointing out, you know, when I move from Magic the Gathering, where you always have to buy the new set of cards that comes out. I bought the 3.5, like, like we got the 3.5 core rule books of an earlier edition of Dungeons and Dragons. And I played with those books for like, I'm actually still playing with those books like 20 years later. So you figure you spend like 35 bucks on a player's handbook back in yeah. the early 2000s. And <laughs> I've been playing with it. Right. You get a lot of, you know, like, like that's a, that's a lot of staying. A lot power. of bang for your buck. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're basically, it's, it's, it's a deeply communist. It's, it's comrades and dragons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But there. yeah, that's the thing is it's like it's a rare thing. And I think what keeps people coming back to tabletop role playing games, whether you're playing Dungeons and Dragons or you're playing indie games, you know, Blades in the Dark or or, you know, uh, other games like Cthulhu, Vampire the Masquerade, the, you know, uh, uh, there's so many amazing games. There's like indie games like Wander Home and Wickedness and things like that. What keeps you coming back is what the company is giving you is a set of tools to make your own game. And that's what people get hooked on is like oh, I already have this group of friends that I think they're the funniest, smartest people in the world. I want to see what their creativity is rather than necessarily like like consuming media passively. Could you give me a set of tools that me and the people I think are the best, we get to make yeah. our own story up? And that's just like, what a pitch. It's like a deeply intoxicating offer. So uh, do you do you play like other board games? Like, cause I, cause my boyfriend and I, we have board game night all the time. I, I need to invite you over. I want I want to see you play, you play some other games, Brennan. I listen. I love I love 
board games, it's I have I have a little switch in my brain because D and D is fundamentally like collaborative and cooperative, right? Like mm. even though we're adversarial, we're still trying to kind of tell yeah. a story together. So, but if we're even though Monet was trying to fight me the entire time, I was not trying to fight you the entire time. <laughs> yes, you were. No, well, I was not. You saying there are literally clothes you saying we're gonna get you, we're gonna get you. Uh, <laughs> No. It's on camera, bitch. It was at the beginning before I realized we were in it together. At the beginning, I because you, I had but a, you just said you weren't doing it, but you just said you were doing it. So which one is this? Only at the beginning, because you know, because you look like that. You look like a bitch I saw in the underworld before, and I didn't trust her. So that's why at the beginning. But I learned to trust you, which is how I'm still learning this on this podcast. By the way, I figured that out. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna say a few board games, Brennan, and I want you, I want you to say either roll or troll by your like expert board game brain and mind um could you need to qualify roll means you love it troll means you hate it what, what is roll yeah, roll is roll is good troll is bad you don't like it gotcha Come um um Catan. roll mm, i like Catan get, too it's fun i'm getting that What's i'm Catan? getting that Those? longest road i'm getting that longest road i'm getting that i'm getting the the i'm, I'm stealing your stuff with knights <laughs> listen who thought a game with sheep was it sheep bricks wood yeah uh Yes, it's, and, like, and stone and materials. Like yeah, and you get to yeah. do. Yeah, what's Catan? It's a board game. You get like these materials to like build stuff, and it, it, it's hard to explain. I, I played it like three times, but it's, it's been fun. You're, you're, it's a you're, game. You're eating the explanation here. <laughs> it's a game. Money says it's a board game. You, All right, thanks. Yeah, Catan is like you're you're trying to beat these other people by collecting mineral like like natural resources. Yeah, it, the the game is about making christmas vacation like christmas with family almost ruined the game is <laughs> the game is i don't know that i can talk to you anymore after what you did to me you by putting the putting the robber on that tile you know what you did right yeah. um ticket to ride i'm uh uh i've never played uh, really? uh i've never played i've never played ticket to oh wait no i have played ticket to ride i'm gonna say roll i i played it one time with my friend john timothy back in new york uh and it was a lovely time i need uh, to play with bob bob would be bob would be a monster ticket to ride it would be because you know bob like we sit again yeah the trains yeah we did play that we did play that together we did uh, did you win uh i don't remember no me, no you and i were the absolute worst jacob and Andy. and uh and Andy ruined us, and we were we were you and I were the absolute worst of the game, actually. <laughs> um, go fish, <sighs> troll. <laughs> go fish is a the card, card, the card game. Yes, go fish, go fish, game. go fish is a troll for me. You know what? No, I stand by it. I I uh, I I prefer to engage my games with a degree of civility and <laughs> and camaraderie and i think that telling someone to go fish is dismissive and frankly rude <laughs> and that's why monet loves it and that's why monet loves it secret hitler oh i've never gotten to play i've never actually gotten to play but this is one of those those lying games right it's like yeah. a game yeah I, I, I don't like the name of that game secret hitler I won't like is such a fun game it's a, it's an incredibly fun game. It's actually about defeating fascists as yeah. they attempt to take over the legislative process. But I will agree, Bob, that the name is very jarring. I got a. Uh, I think they sent me like a sort of a, a box, like a sort My of like nice, has that, like the, the deluxe wooden box. Yeah, the deluxe wooden box, and it says "Secret Hitler" on it. And I was like, I don't know that I can just leave this out. <laughs> But your boyfriend has a big box that says Hitler on it. <laughs> <laughs> they should call it like defeating Hitler. But I will say, if you if you are a part of a group of people who has had a uh, a genocide or a, or enslavement, 
I think that all people, not all, I'm assuming this, but a lot of Jewish people have fantasies of killing Hitler. And a lot of, you know, black Americans who are, uh, you know, descendants of American child slavery have, have fantasies of like fucking up, um, you know, slave owners and stuff. So, it, you know, if the game was called uh, Kick Hitler's Ass, <laughs> I think you might get more people on hand, on board. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a rebrand. There's a rebrand coming down the track for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And that, those are the four I wanted to ask. Bob, do you have anyone to ask? Well, Monet and I created a, a board game Ooh. that we have not, that we've not yet. You remember our board game? So yeah. I, Monet calls it a manic episode. It was not a manic episode, but I, 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 I did. I was like, we gotta make a game. We're gonna make a game. It was I was inspired a manic by episode. We were all we were in Aspen and we were playing this game. Uh, my boyfriend and I introduced Andy and, and introduced, introduced Bob to this board game, and Bob was like, "Oh, this game is great." So we we played it like so many times on this trip. So after one night, we were at the we were at the the Airbnb, and Bob was like, "We can make our own." So <laughs> I was like, "Sure." From like 11 o'clock to like five o'clock in the morning, Bob was like, Mona, you are not leaving this table until we finish making up this gig. We made like, we made up all the cards, <laughs> what the die gonna look like, what the board is gonna look like. It was crazy. Wait, I wanna it play, was, what's the game? So we were inspired by the game, is it King of Tokyo? Yeah, King of Tokyo, yeah. So we were inspired by King of Tokyo. So we made a drag queen version of King of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I have the whole thing in, uh, in, um, in my Google Drive. We just need a, a really great uh, graphic designer to help us with the cards, and then one day, one day down the line, we will release uh, our our game. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll release it just for like uh, you can download the cards and print them yourself, but donate something if you want. If you know, I don't think we're gonna we're looking. Here's what Bob has. Bob has a Bob has is a fountain of ideas. Bob has really good ideas for different cards and with different roles. Like it was really a great process. But I was like this. I was like we look like two crackheads here sitting up at this fucking laptop trying to make this game. Well, that was because we were doing crack while making the game. That was, that was, that was, that was, I did a little. You did a lot. Yeah, we, we we also did do a little a small amount of crack Listen, while making the game. It's hard. You got to keep the energy up while you're going. You got to keep focused, and I get it. The listen, hey, by the way, for real, you have my email. If you're looking for like game graphic designer, whatever, like we can make this dream a reality. Just let we me should know. do because we already have the whole game made. The whole game is 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 already uh, mapped out. We just need someone to design the the the, the cards in the world Ooh. and maybe we'll, we'll there's got to be a way online to just put out pdfs and someone can just download all of them and print them out themselves there's right? some, there's some great there's a there's a lot i think like like this is this is where i'm uh, we're hitting the edge of my knowledge base but there are sites like itch.io or drive through rpg that you can upload pdfs of games and you can either make it like donation based or you can put a cost for the pdf so yeah absolutely you can publish g- your games independently online uh through pdf no but we're going sure. full monty we're creating this game we're, we're getting the die done we, we will be selling this drag queen game Monet, well, not Monet and her capitalist. Monet and her capitalist. <laughs> I want to donate all to SAG. There you go. There you go. Yeah, okay. Okay. First of all, SAG is not a charity. <laughs> I'll be, be very clear to everyone. SAG's not a SAG's not a nonprofit. <laughs> SAG is a, is a union, not a nonprofit. So, Brennan, I have to say this, Bob. So, Juju got closure on her story. Alaska got closure. Bob and I are are we're still our stories are not done. I agree. I agree with you. And I think that that's the, that's the very exciting place to end that as well. Cause I mean, we, so, so there, there's like definitely a seed of what is to come, right? Yeah. So without spoiling the end of the end of it all, Troyan and, and Gertrude definitely have, uh, uh, 
there there are like there's a chapter break like a yeah. big breakthrough happened at the end for gertrude and troyan but there's more yet to come i mm-hmm. listen name name the time and the place i'm there you know or i guess the place is the dome name the time um <laughs> uh uh but yeah, truly, it, it like I would love to go back and see those characters again. It'll and be fun. It'll be fun. I like it was so. My my question for both of you, I'll turn it. I'm turn it on you. I want. Please. I have questions. My question for both of you is like, do you remember a moment where it felt like everything clicked for you at the table in terms of either moment where it clicked like mechanically where you're like, okay, I get my character. I get how you like narrate actions and initiate combat and like do, do like dialogue. Or do you remember a moment where like suddenly the, the world started to feel like, Oh, like I'm in this now. Like I'm not having to kind of push to perform. I feel like totally engrossed in the world. I know what it was for me, and it was actually pretty early on. It was when, um, it was around the time that we, it was right after, because there was actually, there was, I had a spark and then a full-on flame. Mm-hmm. The spark was when Alaska punched the, 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 the tiny little gnome. Bump Williams, yeah, the goblin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The goblin through the window. She's like, I want to hit this motherfucker. <laughs> Um, but when we uh, when we when we gathered around the 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 demon twink the the, un, the undead Wallace, twink yeah 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 Wallace the undead twink um, and then you know we all like throwing like attacking him and trying to you know figure out what's up with this guy and there's something nefarious and we we actually figured it out like like I think it was Alaska or Juju B it was one of them who who were like who was like his fucking there's something funky going on with this guy he's got a a thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the moment for me where I was like, this is going to, this is, I was, I was already like having fun, like a little haha, but I was like, it's fun and exhilarating to, to, uh, to solve the puzzles. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I think the most exhilarating part for me when I was like, oh my God, this is, I think my, my spark, uh, was when we, when I realized my water walk, I think realizing that I had this thing all the time and I wasn't playing with all the tools that I had the whole time. I was like, oh, I have like all these things I can access. I was like. Mm. But then when we had that big exchange at the bazaar, we were, it was like crazy, and we like barely got we got out there by the by the hairs on our chinny chin chins, and then and then from then on, we as a group were deciding like what our next move is and how and how we were gonna proceed. I think that was my like oh like we are really out here like figuring the story out together and crafting it, and Brennan's over here being the bad guy trying to get us. I'm all the bad guys. Uh, the it's really wild too because I always realize no matter how much you explain or how much you help people make their characters, there's always these assumptions you make when you've been playing the game for a long time. That moment when Alaska looks up at me on camera and goes, "Wait, can we die?" and I go, "Ah, I should have explained. Yes, you can die." And you have these moments where it's not like like the realizations about how deep the game can get are not linear. It's like this weird spider web that you're mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, I'm seeing how deep into character I can get. I'm seeing how complicated my abilities are, but also how much I'm able to do with those abilities. And like, oh, that moment, the so funny, there's like a little social clip of Jujube of it's Bob hitting a really critical nat 20. That's a total game changer. And like, turns the tide of fortune in the in the battle and juju B's like ah! and it oh, yeah. has that moment and it's like oh i'm so sorry that was so straight of me that's so, so bro of me to do and it's such a funny moment because you you really 
it it just takes you over like a spell and suddenly you're you're sitting there and you're like yeah i seeing that nat 20 come up flooded my brain with more endorphins i'm like sweating i was so nervous and I, now i feel like i've literally survived something deadly like i that's the feeling of euphoria washing over me um, now i want to say we got a lot of nat 20s but by the way the four of us we we did our our number of nat ones too yeah. we were <laughs> As much as we had some critical, like we were, it was, there was a, like a two, I mean, we, our chunk where we were just rolling, done, back to back to back. And I was like, no one touched the dice. No one yeah. fucking moved. <laughs> Brennan has the, uh, Alaska goes, the, the dice are weighted. The dice <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, oh I, I rolled it and I don't think this is, this weighted the wrong way. Like getting my not twenty. I really love the moment where me, me and Monet were really into like describing how we would do things, and then Alaska was like, "Same." <laughs> <laughs> looks, looks just like that. Looks <laughs> just like that. God, the thing with the voice in the very final episode. I, yeah, I don't want to spoil oh, it, but <laughs> oh, sorry, I had a little. <laughs> I had a little. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. God, that was so funny. Um, <laughs> But she's, yeah. she's Alaska is a really great comedian. She's so so funny. Yeah. Whenever I I tour, I haven't toured with her in a long time. But when we were tour, we've done a few tours together. I'm just like this bitch is just just so naturally funny in such a B. Arthur deadpan mm-hmm. brilliant way. Wow. Um, and and I mean, I I, I gotta say, I'm, I was really happy to have done it with the three people, the three drag queens, and you, the five people that 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 I did it with. That it feels like the best way to ever. D&D. And uh, Brennan did let us know that if we ever invite him over, he, we will be very disappointed when he comes over with a little <laughs> a notebook. I got it. I got it. No, I got a notebook. I got a whiteboard with some dry erase markers. <laughs> Production quality going way down. <laughs> way, way down. Uh, I want to ask you um, before we get out of here, by the way, if, if you are interested, I, I, again, I, I strongly recommend going to, to watch it. And, and, and exploring other uh, seasons, too. I started looking at some, some of the other seasons. Um, cause you know, in the world of nerding, do y'all, do y'all, do you two identify as nerds by the way? Yeah, I think that's accurate. I feel, I feel, I feel like, like a proud nerd. That's been true about me for a long time. I think that's accurate. I don't think, Mom. I don't think I'm a nerd. I think I'm nerd adjacent. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there, this is why I think I'm a nerd because like when, you know, what makes you really, when you, there's an awareness where you think your thing is like super cool. Like when I, when I was younger, um, I, I was in all these nerd worlds. It was, uh, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, Digimon. But I really leaned into probably the nerdiest thing that you could ever lean into. And nothing will be more nerdy than the two things I fell in love with. One was professional wrestling, mm-hmm. which became, which is like, if you think the world of D&D is wild, baby, the world of WWF <laughs> in the early 2000s, late 90s is truly, truly wild. And then, of course, I, uh, Drama Club. Which is which is every bit as nerdy as, as the next thing, and now you know we're doing drag, which is its own world. See, I didn't do nerdy shit like that. I was in school chorus. That was my nerd. Oh no! Oh sorry. Cool stuff. <laughs> oh, what I was doing hip stuff is like is cooler than like wrestling. School, like school chorus. <laughs> when I said no, I was doing a hip thing. <laughs> I was. <laughs> it's cooler than the fucking wrestling, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Brennan, it really was. I am so happy that you guys asked me to be a part of um, the uh, the Dimension Twenty world. It is so fun. It really is one of the most fun times I've ever had on camera, and I've done three seasons of Drag Race. 
This oh was God. really so fun. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I never got to ask for my, my last question, oh, which okay. is um, what is what is next for um, Dimension Twenty? Yeah. Um, what, like, what do you guys have coming? Oh. I mean, I know you get no no spoilers, obviously. Yeah. Well, so like, what can we look forward to uh, in the future with with D twenty? That's where I was going. So we just I was going to get there. We tomorrow. just started our newest side quest, which is uh, Dimension Twenty Mentopolis. It's like a film noir crime. Uh, crime story set yeah, set in a mind. So it's like a city inside of a mind. So like the characters are like the brain, like this, this person's brain has like the attention and impulse and consciousness and curiosity are all represented as like a gumshoe and a gritty reporter and stuff like oh. that. So it's very, it's like sort of like inside out or like Moses inside Jones. Out. Yeah. It's like, it's like, but if it was like a gritty noir, Ooh, like inside fine. of a mind. So that's where we have right now. Uh, uh, that's really, really fun. Uh, and we have two other seasons we've already recorded. Um, uh, and I'll say too, but honestly, for anyone who's watching, one of the things that we really love that is, is like a deep honor about doing Dungeons and Drag Queens. Uh, so yes, we have we have more seasons coming down the pipe. We're about to record another season in a couple of weeks, which we're super excited about. We have like D20 through like the middle of next year already. Wow. We st- yeah, hey, the uh, devil works hard. Um, uh, <laughs> so if, if, if Dungeons and Drag Queens was your first Dimension 20, what should the next one be? Because, you know, a lot of Drag Race fans do this. They're like, start with four, then go back to blah, blah, blah. Or Monet does this with Survivor. Monet's like, apparently yeah. apparently you can't watch Survivor in order. I, just, I didn't know the rules, so, well, apparently. Yeah, you want to start like maybe All Stars or Pearl Islands. Thanks. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Literally Monet. what I say, Brennan. Yes, thank Literally, you. Literally, you got it. Yeah, jump to see. It's like season eight. Like you want to start around season eight. They 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 took them a couple seasons to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so wait, what what should they watch after if they watch if they watch Dungeons and Dragons of us? What should they go to? So next? number one, I just want to say for the record, one of the most amazing things about Dungeons and Drag Queens is we it obviously we have been so excited to welcome all of the drag fans that are discovering Dropout. So excited to have all of our Dropout D twenty fans discover. Uh, they, I mean, they probably already knew, but the ones that didn't are discovering drag and perform uh, all of our amazing performers. There's another, there's a third category of people that have been coming to Dungeons and Drag Queens that are just people who love watching an adventure of people learning the game. Mm. And and are literally mm. like, like, hey, I didn't know about Dimension 20. I didn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily watching Drag Race, but these performers are doing such a great job of showing how you fall in love with the game. So weirdly, I think that Dungeons and Drag Queens is going to be a lot of people's first seasons going forward because it's mm-hmm. so inviting. It's so welcoming to new people. That in spite maybe... of Bob being there. <laughs> the... <laughs> oh my God. The, the uh, seasons to check out after that. I'll, 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 here's the ones I would tell you to check out after that. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantasy High is our very first season, and it's the one that has the most content behind it. Fantasy High is our first core season with our core cast that has, um, it's a high school for heroes. So it's like D&D Breakfast Club, right? Mm, um, nice. Uh, I would say that's a great one. I would say you could also, if you're looking for other similar shorter ones, uh, there's one called Misfits and Magic that is GM'd by my wonderful friend, Abria Iyengar, who's uh, the the greatest GM ever. She's like the, the absolute What's a best. GM? Uh, GM is Game Master because that season plays a different game than Dungeons and Dragons. It plays a little um, bit of a simpler, more stripped down game called Kids on Brooms, uh, which is like a, ma- a school for magic. And um, 
Then I would say uh, other other really popular seasons we have. There's a crown of candy, which is a really intense dramatic season. I I saw the tra- the trailer for that one was wild. I was like, this is a crown wild of candy. A crown of candy, crown which of is candy. like a mashup of Candyland with Game of Thrones. So it's like. So it's like, you know, because you look at Candyland and you're like, oh, it's King Candy and Queen Frostine. And then you're like, and then you're like, but kings and queens historically have been some of the cruelest, most like, are there like candy fiefdoms with like candy taxes being levied? So that season is like little gumdrop people being like, my lord, Bon Bon Town has been burned to the ground by raiders. Like that's sort of the vibe of that. Not Bon Bon Town. Not Bon Bon Town. Uh, and then the last one I recommend. Oh, sorry. Go for it. Go ahead. You go. Sorry, because I, I thought you were go ahead. Uh, uh, I'd also recommend uh, a, a, a lovely one to check out is a Starstruck Odyssey, which is a super fun, goofy. If you're into like that one's like very lots of hijinks and shenanigans, which is a sci-fi space opera, hot suns, hot guns season, which is great. Okay. If you even if you don't watch each season, I'm telling you. Because I I was going through each trailer to find out which one I wanted to watch, and I literally couldn't decide one because they were just so, they all sounded so good. I think I've decided now that I'm going to go back and watch uh, 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 the 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 Candy Throne, the Candy Crown. Yeah, Crown of Candy. Oh, I think Crown of Candy. It's you you if you watch that one, the vibe you will see people people. There was a meme going around about me based because when I was playing with all of you, you're learning the game for the first time, so I wanted to be as welcoming and inviting as possible because like it's a bit like i don't know if people appreciate the fucking chutzpah to be like a very uh, like an extremely well-known famous performer and go yeah put me on camera doing something i've never done before for the first time a lot of fucking bravery i i I take my hat off eternally to all of you for doing something so exciting and being so throwing yourselves into it now so i was very welcoming in our game in a crowd of candy there's another side of me Brent which was like, is listen the- y'all bitches better pony out y- 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 y'all know how to <laughs> fucking motherfucking game work get this shit together bitch <laughs> <laughs> there's the, that's the that's the i'm gonna kill your dog side of me that's the that's the i'm all the bad guys fucking not hold not pulling Ooh. any punches so if you want to see a little bit of a harsher Brennan Lee Mulligan, <laughs> a crown of candy is not a bad place. Oh, if you want the harsh Brennan Lee Mulligan, last thing I'll say, we will we will leave it on this. Google Brennan Lee Mulligan, Tony the Tiger. You will <laughs> you will come back and watch this interview in a very, Tony very the different manner. It is Brennan was in these streets acting wild, honey. <laughs> wild. Is that was that on? Is that on, I just saw it on YouTube. Is it is it on Dropout or no? Uh, I believe it's still on Dropout. So that the, the uh, that was an awesome. Um, uh, the I think it was uh, Brian Miller, Eli Uden, Carolyn Page were the other players there, and it was a a video podcast that was running on Dropout. Uh, uh, back a couple years ago called Table Pop, which was like one shot pop culture tabletop games, uh, and that well, one was us playing a bunch of serial mascots. Um, no, no, no more for just just good, Brindley Mulligan, Tony the Tiger. You will never, ever this. This look at Brindley the same I want to. ever again. Oh Brendan, thank you so much for being here. This is really a treat to have you here. It's been fabulous having you. Oh God, it, it's a pleasure and an honor. I, I just, I'm such, I remain even, even here talking, just shooting the breeze with both of you. I remain such an enormous fan. It is such an honor and a pleasure to be here. I just, you're the best. I, as, as often as I get to play with you both, it's uh, th- th- that's my heart's dearest wish. My God. 
Now, what would you like to say to Bob? Anyway, thank you all. We'll see you all on another episode of Guess Nothing. All right, thank you, Brennan. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.